What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Provoking the Conversation podcast. You guys know who I am. It's Sean. I'm back again. Happy end of March. I think March will be over. I think next time I you guys hear from me, it will be April. It's amazing that we've already been through three months of 2021, and I feel like nothing has gotten better. Well, that's a lie. Uh, Biden announced today that he wants to have 200 million vaccines by April, or was it May? It was one of those summer months. Um, no, excuse me. 200 vax, 200 million vaccines by the first 100 days of presidency. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, some other things that we're going to talk about today. I will walk back my stance on Dwayne Wade and how he handled the situation with his now daughter, who was his son. Um, Dwayne Wade appeared on one of my favorite podcasts, the I Am an Athlete podcast, and listening to him speak kind of changed my mind and i'll talk about this um a couple more famous people have gotten arrested for some dumb shit excuse my language i just don't know no other way to say it we'll talk about those two we'll have our we'll have our segment sean of the nation um i will talk about a little bit about the killing the killings in colorado uh the killings in the eight salons in atlanta of the asian women and um yeah we um we'll um, we'll talk about that sad time it's crazy time being in america but we'll talk we'll talk about those things and also donald trump is planning on coming out with his own social media app that should be great donnie donnie is still on the loose so guys enjoy thanks for listening and you know let's get to it All right, so first thing I want to address here is, so I think it was a couple years ago, a few years ago. I just know it was more recent. Uh, famous basketball star, Hall of Famer, Dwayne Wade. He, long story short, his son didn't feel comfortable in his body and wanted to be a woman or a girl. Um, when this came out, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, his wife, received a lot of backlash. There was a lot of back and forth about it. And I was one of those people, not only on Instagram and Facebook, but also when I started this podcast that has clearly expressed, I don't want to say my disdain, but just not my agreement with the move of letting a child choose choose that option. And I stuck with that for a long time, and I have my reasons, and I'll, and I'll get to those. But I want to talk about why I'm going to get on this podcast and change what I thought about it. So I list, I, so Dwayne Wade appeared on the I Am An Athlete podcast and talked about that decision. Talked about the decision of listening to his child and listening and listening to what they would say about how they felt in their own body. And basically long story short he said the reason why i allowed all that to happen why i allowed all that to go through was because he realized that this is a different time and he also realized that if he doesn't take this opportunity to listen to his child and accept how they feel and try to be that understanding father then he's not doing his job as a dad. And everything that he said had love behind it, had understanding behind it. Um, He also understood that 
everything he also understood that wasn't just his decision he may have not agreed and he even said like at first like i may have not agreed with it but i also have my wife and other people that are involved in this decision yes this is my child but what when i make this decision here affects everybody and he and he went on to spill and i think this was the spill that really got me he said he doesn't care about what his kids become he just wants them to be happy and he wants to help them get there and find their place in the world. And it's not his job to change who they are. It's not his job to decide who they are. It is simply his job to help facilitate who they are and who they're going to be. And uh, I thought that was just I thought that was just so significant. Because I think a lot of times for those of you who are parents, you might have experienced this. If I'm blessed one day to have children, I hope that I understand this. I think sometimes parents try to turn their kids into the image of what they want them to be. I want Sean to be a great football player or a football player like I was. I want Johnny to be this. I want Lauren to be that. Whoever the case may be. And by doing that, you don't allow the child to become who they actually were meant to be. Because all of us were put here for a different purpose. I, I truly believe that. No matter what religion you believe in, Muslim, Christian, atheist, whatever it may be, we were all put here for a specific purpose. So with that here, everybody, um, we just, you gotta, it's best for the parents to just let the child be who they are. And I've always said that. You gotta let people be who they are. But for some reason, that didn't click with me in this scenario until Dwayne said it. So I'm walking back my point because when when this first came out, I was like, Dwayne Wade is wrong for this. He shouldn't have even entertained this conversation. This child doesn't even know the difference between a boy and a girl at this age. Why is he letting this child decide what gender they are? But that, but that's just so completely wrong. That's such a narrow-minded view that I under. That's such a narrow-minded view that I had, even just a couple weeks ago, that I was a. I, I'm, I'm glad and I'm blessed. I was able to step back and look and say, "Wait a minute, this has nothing to do with this child knowing what a male and a female is. It has nothing to do with how we think that you know we may have some things that we think about that if we let boys become girls, we're losing black males in the community." This has nothing to do with that. And this has everything to do with a human who doesn't feel comfortable in their body. And they're asking another human who they confine in, who they love, who's taking care of them, who is responsible for them. And asking them to please sit down and listen, please listen to me and help me get through this. Because I'm trying to figure out exactly who I'm supposed to be. And I know better than you who I'm supposed to be. That's what this is about. And it and I'm upset that it took me until this point to really understand that. And I pray that the parents that do listen to this podcast, you get this a little bit. And I know it's easy for me to say sitting here in this chair, you know, behind this mic with no kids, you know, young and easy to say it. But, you know, Dwayne said the same thing. And he got kids. So and I think most parents would agree. Again, I'm not telling anybody how to parent here, but from my experience of working with children and being around adults who were those children, that their parents didn't 
facilitate them becoming actually who they're supposed to be, like Dwayne's trying to do here. I'm going to tell you guys from personal experience, them are some fucked up adults. Excuse my language. I'm cussing a little bit more today, but I'm a little bit passionate today, so excuse me. But those are some messed up adults. Oh, you see them. You know who they are. You know the adults that have identity crisis. You, you talk to them. You see them. They don't know who they are because they never had the opportunity to go discover who they are. You know? If you think back a little bit, and I'm not going to belabor this this point here, but I wanted to touch on this. The first thing that came to mind when we think about adults that wasn't able as children to be expressive and figure out who they really are, are the people who have the surgery late in their life. Um, Maybe it's a Kris Jenner, you know, who had the surgery so late in his life to become, you know, a woman. And maybe we look back at his childhood. I'm not, I don't know. I'm just speculating here. I'm just kind of making an example. Maybe we look back and his parents didn't really let him be who he was. You're supposed to be a man. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to be that. Yada, yada, yada. And he eventually reached a breaking point in his life. Like, this isn't who I really am. Now, again, this kind of in closing, this is Sean trying to be understanding the people. This doesn't necessarily mean that. I'm necessarily going to handle the situation the same way Dwayne Wade is. I just know that I was wrong by saying he was wrong because there is no right and wrong answer here. It's the answer that the parent thinks is best. And as long as it's coming from love and understanding that it's the right decision. Now, my version of love and understanding is not letting my child do that because I love and I understand what they're going through. But I want them to be in at least a a certain age or cognitive mind before they make a decision that big. That's me. That's Sean. That's what Sean thinks right now. 10 years, five years, two years from now. Okay, maybe not two years. I'm not ready for kids yet. But anyway, when I have my kids and if this comes up, I have no idea how I'm going to react because my opinion can change again. But for now, I understand what Dwayne Wade was trying to do here. And I appreciate him as a father coming from a place of love first instead of coming from a place of this is what it's supposed to be. And I think that's big. He talked about that episode. If you get a chance to listen to the episode, it's about two hours. It's longer, but it's a great podcast. I'm doing free advertising for them. He talks about building them, lifting them up, and not tearing them down. He was trying to build up his child into what they wanted to be, not tear them down. Again, Sean may handle it differently. Sean still has a different opinion on that, but Sean agrees with his approach because it came from love and understanding. And that's the important part. So I wanted to talk about that because I know, excuse me, that is a conversation that happens in households. That's real. Dwayne Wade's not the only parent going through that. There's parents all over. There may be some of you that have friends that are going through that. There may be some of you that are adults that are struggling with that. And if you're that adult's friend or you're the adult's, you know, auntie or uncle or you have nieces and nephews, whatever, you need to, I think the number one thing you need to do is first come from a place of understanding and love. Because that's the only thing that's going to really, really, really get them to where they need to be, where they feel comfortable enough and really make that person whole. Alright, so real quick before we move on to our segment, Sean of the Nation, 
Let's talk about two knucklehead. Okay, let me not call them knuckleheads. Just come on. It's I'm probably going to make this a segment at some point, but come on, man. Like, like are you serious? The come on, man, state a segment. Um, so first one, NBA young boy. For those of you who don't know who he is, it's okay. You're not really supposed to. He's really one of those new age guys, but he's a rapper, new age rapper, NBA young boy. He's actually pretty famous around the younger crew. Um, he was arrested in Los Angeles on federal warrant. So let me read this article. Authorities have confirmed with the shade room that NBA young boy was arrested this afternoon in Tarzana. Where's that at? Where's that at in Los Angeles? Oh, uh, he was stopped near a home he had been living in and fled on foot. Authorities tell us he was able to hide out for a few hours before being caught. The details of the federal warrant have been sealed. Police say. He is due in court tomorrow for his first appearance. Uh, I don't understand why these rappers can't stay out of trouble. But again, I, I don't I don't know what's going on here. I don't know why he got arrested. I just know that he's not getting he's not getting federal charges for no reason. He did something and, you know, he tried to get away from it. Just what I always say, once you start getting some money, guys, for those of you who are famous and going to get money and be famous one day, don't do nothing stupid once you get money. The other thing about it, here's another guy with a lot of money doing something stupid. So, Giovanna, Giovanna Davis. If you don't know who this guy is, he's a famous boxer. You can look him up. G-E-R-V-O-N-T-A Davis. He's, indi- he's been indicted on 14, yes, 14 counts related to hit and run that sent multiple people in a hospital. What? Okay. 14. That's that's 4 after 10. That's 4 plus 10. That's a double digit number. How do you do this? Someone please explain this to me. First of all, why do like rich people like he's extremely rich. He's a famous boxer. He's a championship boxer. Why do rich people not have drivers? Obviously, let, let's read the headline. I think, um, you know, um, I don't think there was any alcohol involved, but there probably was if you hit 14 people. First of all, if you hit 14 people or 14 counts, you were driving the monster truck. That's, that's nuts to me. Like, that's, that's, uh, that's just, that's just nuts to me. So, yeah, come on, man. Just one guy federal charges and one guy 14 counts ahead of run. Like, those are just excessive things. That that just means you, like, Davis was probably just hammered and he just didn't care and he just didn't think nothing was going to happen to him or something just went horribly wrong. Um, and... NBA young boy just obviously did. He obviously broke the law, and you know, or did something to break the law, and just thought he was gonna get away with it. But just guys, we got to do better. When you get famous, or you start getting some money, or you start getting more people to look at you, um, you just got to be careful out here. No matter if you're a regular person or anything like that, you just got to be careful out here because you could really sink your life and put yourself in a bad situation. Now, some of us may think. 
hey, I will never do something like that. But you know what? We I think we all would act a little bit different if we had the type of money they did. So I, I try to learn from other people's mistakes. Sometimes people even, you know, don't even. Sometimes people even when they get an extra $10,000, $20,000 and they check, they start acting like they all crazy rich and all that. So, you know, don't let money change you or don't let money let you do stupid crap like this. This is ridiculous. All right, so let's get to it. Last thing we're going to talk about today, shorter pod here. Uh, Sean of the Nation. So first thing I want to talk about, Donnie. Donnie is back. Good old Donald Trump. Donald Trump plans on creating his own social media network. So Donald Trump made an announcement. Where did he make this announcement at? I think it was at a conference or something like that. Let me look here. I'm just going to read the headline. Former President Donald Trump. This is from looks like one of the news sites. Former President Donald Trump is coming back to social media, but this time with his own network. A Trump spokesperson told Fox News on Sunday, Jason Miller, a longtime advisor and spokesperson for Trump's 2020 campaign, told Howard Kutz of Fox Media Buzz that Trump will be returning to social media in probably about two or three months. He added Trump's return will be with his own platform that will attract tens of millions of new users and completely refine the game. This is going to be interesting because we, we talked about a few episodes ago, not a few, but it was, I think it was a few weeks ago, guys, probably beginning of January when they, during the election, when they started censoring Trump and then they started censoring other things. I forget what episode that was, but we, I kind of went into depth about it, how the future is going to look. Now, this is something I didn't say. I talked about that. They would censor basically anything that like Instagram and Facebook is going to start censoring um, you know, a whole bunch of things like they're going to start censoring. They censor Donald Trump. They're going to censor things that may have to do with Black Lives Matter. Basically, we're giving the social media companies complete control of what the public sees because social media is such a powerful influence. But this is a little bit of a different change in the game. And I don't know how this one's going to turn out with Donald Trump opening up his own social network. All he needs to do is find a server that will host the social network and he's good. Make an app and then now just allow users to go ahead and sign up and do their thing. Now, the only other thing is that if it's going to be on iPhone and Apple devices, does Apple make the move of saying, no, Donnie, you can't have an app that you could just say whatever you want. I don't think Apple does that because that will just alienate so many users because, you know, people are going to go on this thing. Come on, Donnie, beyond what I I don't agree with Donald Trump's views or how he ran the country or a lot of the things that he says, he has tons of followers. He has tons and tons and tons of followers. We have to be real here. So he's going to gravitate an audience to this app or this network that he is planning on releasing. So with that being said, everybody. How can the social media or the companies that were housed this network really not allow him to go forward with this when it's going to cause so much traffic 
on certain devices or maybe a certain app or wherever he puts this. I don't know. That's my question here. Um, and I think I said this before. Donnie was going to come back with something. He was going to come back with his own social network app. He was going to come back with his own TV network. Something where he could just say what he wants and no one can regulate him. Now, this is going to also, when he does this, this is going to lead into the talk that we also had about the government getting involved with these social networking sites and making them responsible for the content that's put on there and how it influences the public. So get ready. If Donnie comes out with his own social platform, get ready for legislative and Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and the Democratic Party to push for regulation of social media apps across the board to try to cover this basis. Because if Trump can create his own app, what is stopping, you know, white supremacy groups from creating their own social media apps? What's stopping black empowerment groups from creating their own social media apps? What's stopping pedophiles from doing it? And then you have a whole bunch of people who've created their own networks where they can just say whatever they want and influence multiple people and influence crowds as long as they have the right people on there. Like if Donald Trump creates a, you know, Donald Trump has enough influence to bring enough people on the app or even just to go look on it to see what he's saying, he can influence thousands and thousands of people. Now, this could be a positive and a negative for some people. Again, I use the example of, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter app, where it's a kind of like a social network app. Think about how many people who stand for Black Lives Matter who are on that app. And if the main person or main influencers on that app say something, how many people that can influence? Same thing with Instagram or Twitter. But Instagram and Twitter are so saturated now. You have to be like the top, top of the top to saturate a large amount of people. You need so many followers. So I thought that was interesting. I think that's something we should keep an eye on. I think that's something that's going to lead to some interesting conversation in the future about regulation of social media apps and how basically America and also the rest of the world is going to really handle when these type of things happen. Last thing here, everybody, let's go ahead and um, and bef before I go into the killings in Colorado and also go into the shootings that happen with um, the saloons, I want to touch on, for those of you who may not know, um, famous football player Deshaun Watson has been accused of 13 counts of sexual assault. Um, there were reports. So this is recent. This kind of came out of nowhere. So long story short, Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Houston Texans, wanted a trade. He wanted out of Houston due to some management and decisions. Fast forward a few months later after the new head coach gets hired of the Houston and they tell him he's not getting traded and he starts to show and Deshaun starts to show he's disgruntled. Um, then comes out accusations, one or two accusations at first of his sexual misconduct with masseuses. Then after that, about a week or so passed by and there's more women equaling up to a total of 13 women that have came out and said Deshaun Watson at some way has sexually assaulted them or made them uncomfortable. And, you know, basically that whole category. Um, 
I just want to say a few things about this, and then I'm going to let the court system work out the rest. One, the timing seems a little weird, but it makes sense because he's been a forefront of the news. But it seems off to me. It just seems weird that when he's having disputes with management, somehow, some way, all this comes out. I'm not saying that's the reason why these women came forward right now. I'm just saying the timing is very odd. That's it. The second thing here that makes me think is that you've never heard anything about Deshaun Watson until now with these type of comments. So what was the trigger here? The third thing is, is I want to say I believe the victims. I said it on our podcast last time. Why don't we believe female victims? We need to believe them until proven otherwise. And I'm going to be a man of my word and believe them. Um, but let's just keep this in mind. This is an extreme case. And I'm going to let the court system run its course before I make a total decision on a man or, you know, what happened here. Because we've seen the situations where, yeah, he went a little too far, maybe once or twice. And then other women jump into the bank to make it worse. Uh, or other women jump into the situation that it really nothing happened there. We also seen situations where maybe women initiated first and it went too far. I'm not saying that this is the case. I'm just saying we don't know the full story. I don't know the full story. So we, we're going to, there's an old saying that the truth will come to light. And um, I'm going to let that happen. We're going to let the truth come to light and go from there. Um, I, I want to say this. If Deshaun did these things, I hope he rots in jail because this is disgusting. From these comments and these allegations, if he did do this and it's proven that he did it, he should rot. That is nasty. It is gross. It's fucking disgusting. I don't agree with it. And any man that makes a woman uncomfortable in some of the comments that I've heard, you guys can look it up yourself. They're pretty disgusting. You deserve the rot. You deserve to go to jail. You deserve it. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you throw football. I don't care if you're another black man. You do not treat a woman that way. If he didn't do it and these women are somehow lying or exaggerating the truth, I hope they get charges against them. It's simple as that. Whatever the truth comes out, I hope everybody gets what they deserve. If it's, you know, and I don't want you guys to take that as I don't believe the women. I just know that I hope whatever did happen and people get what they deserve. And that's including Deshaun Watson. I'm not going easy on him. I'm not saying that it's true or not. I'm saying there's more to be told about this story. And that's it. That's all I'm saying about this. I'm leaving it alone there. I'm not going to talk about it until we get more information. Moving on. Killings in Colorado. For, I'm sure everybody has heard at this point there was a mass shooting in a Colorado Super Rocket. Um, just reading the headline from Insider. A gunman opened fire at the King's Super Grocery store in Boulder, Colorado, Monday. Multiple people were killed, including one police officer. Officials speaking at a Monday night press conference could not provide the number of pe people killed and said police were still investigating the scene. I think since that point, um, I think it came out that, um, I forget how many people. Let me see here. I think it was about eight people here. Um, that's not an exact number. Anyways, I, the first thing I want to say is rest in peace to the ones that were killed in this shooting. I want to say prayers to those families. I can't imagine... Shit, this is hard to talk about. I can't imagine 
telling a loved one, I'm going to the store. I'll be right back. And they don't come back. And I was like, they were going down the street. I'm just going to the store and come right back. And they don't come back. I can't. I can't fathom it. I can't. And I also want to say prayers to the officer's family. I've been very vocal about how I feel about police officers. I've been very vocal about how I feel about Black Lives Matter. But that does not take away the fact that there are good officers that do all on the force. Let's be real. They do put their lives on the line so we can live. And when we run away from gunshots, a lot of us, they run towards them. And that's something to be said. So I don't have the officer's name right in front of me. I would say his name. I think next podcast, that'll be something I say. Um, But rest in peace, prayers to his family. And I want to say thank you for your service. Um. And thank you for your sacrifice. Um, again, there were other shootings that w- there was another shooting that went on. I don't have all the details. Of this one right in my face. I know it's been out for a little bit, but there was a shooting in eight saloons. Was it eight saloons? Give me one sec. I'm sorry. I said eight saloons. It was eight dead. Um, there was eight dead in Atlanta spa shootings. Um, now, this one was a little bit different. The one that happened in Colorado was kind of a random. This one seemed targeted against Asian people. Um, and if you've been paying attention to social media, there's been a lot of people saying stop Asian hate. There's been um, there's been a lot of negative, negative emotions towards Asian people by some groups due to people associating Asian Americans with the coronavirus that um, originated overseas in, I think it was Japan, Japan, China, um, where it originated over in Asia. Um, my first thought is, how the, how the hell are you going to associate Asian people that have lived here their whole lives, Asian Americans that don't know nothing about overseas and say that they're the problem? You know what, man? I'm not going to rant here. I'm really trying not to rant here. But yet, for some reason, America has to have a villain for some reason. For some reason, some group of people have to be the villain. If it's not black people, it's Asian people. If it's not Asian people, it's Latinos. But for some reason, we all have color on our skin and we got to be the villain. Like, come on, guys. Like, really, we're blaming the people who've lived here their whole lives, who are just trying to make it here, and you go into a saloon and shoot those people? Like, it doesn't make sense. You know what, the other thing that pisses me off about this? This is the same city that killed Elijah McClain, who was walking home with, a, with, some tea, with iced tea in his bag, who was wearing a ski mask because he had anemia, and the police put him in chokeholds and he was apologizing as they put him in the chokehold and he's dead. But this man got to walk out of this place handcuffed and not a shot on him. What the hell, man? I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to rant, but come on. And then if you want to put another one to boot. The Cherokee, the Cherokee County Sheriff's spokesman, when talking about what happened said oh he was having a bad day he was having a bad day did he really just say that oh 
Yeah, he was having a bad day. And that's what happened. His exact words were, yesterday was a really bad day for him. Talking about the shooter. That's what he said. I'm not playing. Go look it up. And that is disgusting because when we talk about, let's be real here, white shooters, people who are the non-minority in this country, shooters, somehow they always find a way to make the word softer. They had a bad day. They're mentally ill. They try to soften the blow. Why they call people who are colored thugs, animals, terrorists. It's the same story. Remember when I told you guys about a year ago when George Floyd first got killed? If nothing, if we don't change things in this country, we're going to hear this story all over again. Now, this isn't uh, this isn't a race. This is not so much white people against black people. This isn't a white man getting a black man or whatever the case may be. But this is still racially based. This is the same issue. It just hit a different race. So again, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And same result. So as a result of this, the Biden administration is now pushing for gun reform. I don't think it's going to happen. You'll get too much pushback. And um, I just I, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in gun reform. Um, but there's really only, you know, we have to do something here. So you either go gun reform or you just give everybody a gun. And then I guarantee somebody doesn't walk up in anywhere with a gun because they know they go get shot at. <laughs> that was um, one of my dear friends said, like, look, there's two solutions here. We take everybody's guns or we give everybody a gun. He's like, it's probably easier to just give everybody don't got a gun a gun. I'm not saying that's a solution. I just thought that was crazy. But something got to be done. I don't have a lot of words here. The biggest thing about this is just prayers to the family. I can't imagine either. Like these women, these these people that worked in these salons, they just went to work. Like imagine going into work and that happens. Imagine like your son or your daughter or your mom, your dad, whoever is going to work. Say, hey, I'll see you after work. Okay, love you. Bye. And they don't come back. And somebody shot them just because they were Asian American. Like, just listen to how nuts this is. Listen to how crazy this is. But he just had a bad day. He just had a bad day? Man. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> bad day? Man. I, 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 can't even, I can't even. I can't even think of it. I can't even. Those words came out of his mouth. Anyways. Enough of Sean Ranting. Prayers to the families. Prayers to the people. Prayers to the friends. Prayers to everybody, man. This country's sick. As as great as this country is, and I, I think it's still one of the greatest countries in the world, we got some work to do, man. We got some things to talk about. And we got to talk about people having bad days. And how bad days ain't just bad days. He's a terrorist. That's a terrorist in my eyes. Someone go... That's a terrorist. Let's call him what he is. Guys, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Go follow me on Spotify. Go leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I really, really, really appreciate you guys. Um, hopefully it wasn't too, you know, downs in the dumps, but we talked about some things we need to talk about today. That's what the show's all about. 
So guys, like I always say, I love you. If no one's told you today, I love you. I need you to take care of yourselves. And like I always say, guys, keep talking.